Good morning. Good afternoon. Good good afternoon in the UK. Uh, How you doing? I had, I'm fine. I had half an hour before we started recording, so I woke up and I started looking at Steam Spy, and that always fills me with this impending sense of dread. <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself, Gwen? <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. Like, oh my god, god Steam Spy is like a, like what is it? What are the kids? Steam Spy is violence. You think we haven't spoken about this for a little while? This is this is <laughs> taking me back to the to the old school. What's what's yeah, what's, going, what's up with Steam Spy? I never look at it like it. Well, I know what oh, it is, just... but what's going on with it? Ah, it's a an accurate reflection. It's it's what people are buying and the amount that they're buying it and yeah. the number of games. It's how do I explain the feeling, man? It's like. So I've been really busy working on two different games right now. Yes. Uh, and I haven't played any. I haven't played any games no. since like the Civ days. October. Yeah. yeah. The Civ so, month. So, like for instance, Civ came out. I haven't even played the Civ expansion, right? Yeah. But in the few months that I haven't been playing games, my backlog is like years long. There are just so many goddamn games, and they're good. Yeah. And they're so good, and that you don't know which ones like. So I went on Steam Spy. I assumed where the water tastes like wine would be the first thing right up there. It just came out a week ago, and it it looks stunning. Like it's visually stunning. It looks very nice. But that that doesn't matter, right? Like it it's not at the top. Like no, not it's not selling like incredibly it didn't hit 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 well, you know yeah no i i get you and it it's just i what else say? it's like how um here's another example okay i'm looking I was at steam spy tw- right now go, go ahead <sighs> don't do it to yourself well i guess it doesn't impact you as no, much no it's but just like, interesting a better example would be uh on twitter last night there was a um a tweet about way to the woods which looks really pretty i, it's I really tweeted about that just last night yeah, yeah, you did forest it. A lot of people I Looked know did. Fucking wonderful! I saw it and I was like, "Oh, little animals, and it's all nice, good times." Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's beautiful, yeah. and it's being made by one eighteen-year-old kid out in Texas. Jesus, I didn't. I looked no further than that trailer that popped up in my feed. Is like, <laughs> you should look at this, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's insane." And I mean, that's that's where it's that's where like the alarm bells go off in your head that's where you're like holy crap the thing i do for a living like the thing that i've spent you know my career getting really really good at can be done by an 18 year old in his free time you know yes yeah and the like and having a game that looks really pretty isn't worth a damn anymore like that's the games that do well are usually i think the ones that are really in the indie space and the the, like small indie space are usually the ones that have really innovative design are really interesting like i'm thank god uh into the breach is doing well because if that game didn't do well like it would have shattered my understanding (laughs) of like indie games yeah because i looked at that i'm like okay this is a this is the you know these are the team they made FTL. Yeah, that's they on are... the banner art. Like they their their last game was so fucking good that they could just be like from the makers of FTL in huge letters and Oh yeah, need we you all say more. I put Yeah, man. Like we pimped that we worked on Bioshock yeah. Infinite you got real it. hard. Yeah. Uh it gives you some cred. But yeah, for them it's on it's even on the fucking thumbnail. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they're just like <laughs> we made FTL, right? Everyone fucking played man. that, remember? Check this out. Yeah innovative incredible design and they did it again and they hit and if that didn't happen i don't know man like if that game didn't hit and it was as good as it is like i would have really 
you like were worried. considered a new vocation. <laughs> like that was because that is true. Games that are really well designed, um, games that are innovative in that way, still hit in the indie marketplace. Thank God, man. Yeah, I mean, whew. so so because this is again, this is this is going back to the old school. We can tell Gwen is back in development almost. Gwen woke up in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm going to tangent real hard right now. Did you know that Inside, like the team that play dead, is uh, working together with Real Doll, the company that makes sex dolls to make some... Hold on, I'm not done yet. No, I'm... They wanted to make some kind of, um, some, what do you call it? Uh, Some merch, like some collector's edition merch that's quite like a couple hundred dollars, from what I understand. And for something in that... They decided to work with Real Doll. The I people that make merch, those kind merch of like, for Inside. Yes. So you think they want to have a collector's edition version of Inside? This is my weak understanding. I've done almost no research on this. Just I saw it. From what I can so that- tell, they want to make. From what you've just said, you know, like that giant homunculus blob at the end. Don't spoil the ending, God. But yeah, I think that's what everybody assumes. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. I think everyone's like. <laughs> didn't you see that and want to have sex with it? And that, that maybe that's what Playdead thought. Maybe they were like, well, that's what everyone wanted. Like, <laughs> what are you, Playdead's like, hey, are you not into this? Wait, we, is that not why people like the game? Then, Hang on, what did you like? <laughs> aren't you like way into this weird thing at the end? Yeah. Because we are. That was, Do you want to be into it literally? Yeah, that's so what we the... thought the game was. <laughs> it was just all building up to oh this. Oh my God. <laughs> oh that's man, weird. that's, yeah, that's a, uh, so like, yeah, where the water tastes like wine would announce things like we're working with Sting. Yes. Playdead's very low key, like we're working with that sex doll company. Yeah, we're making a flashlight. <laughs> Going like, in a what? real different direction there, Playdead. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I don't know. Like, because you're, I mean, you are making of the one game that I know anything about where stuff's out there. It looks like a really good game. Like, and. I feel like no. you have a lot of confidence in it. You're oh, I love making that. That's let's not get this twisted. So the the stuff I work on at home is like for fun for me, right? Yeah. Like the stuff at work is the stuff that needs to sell well. Um, yeah, and, I get uh, you. Yeah, that. But I mean, it's always like the the pressure is there. The pressure's there. I'm about in two weeks. I'm gonna go to GDC and like pitch our game at work to a bunch of people for money and beg yeah. for money basically so like the f- there's a i'm looking at numbers a lot at work and stuff like i spent yesterday in excel sweet <laughs> i spent yesterday trying to figure out which uh how many units we've sold on the various like on each platform and how much like net revenue we've made on each platform after the platform holders take their cut and stuff yeah which seems like it should be easy but it's actually a pain in the ass because there's like uh, I mean, Steam makes it really easy. Um, and Humble, you can get your information back to about two years ago. And then we've got, like, I, I mean, I have an Excel spreadsheet that tracks stuff before that. And then Curve took over at one point. And the information we get through Curve is, um, like, we the format of that information is different from the format that I had the information before. Sweet. And they've lumped some things. So it's just, like, putting numbers... From one sheet into another yeah, one. Yeah, spreadsheets are fun. I, I love them. So then, yeah. So basically, I'm in a bad goddamn mood. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Yeah, no, I get you. Too much time in Excel. 
But yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's a... I'll go to GC and I'll leave happy and recharged. I can't wait. That'll be good. So It charges my batteries every year. The key to GDC is to hang out with the other artists and stuff and not hang out with too many business people. Business people will just get you like... It's like that Excel spreadsheet mindset, but at all times. Yeah. I guess this gets down to the core of being like a freelancer or an indie in general because the big advantage in terms of your own personal stress and anxiety of working for a company is that you don't have to worry about the money all the time like you you can just they can be like can you do the thing and you go yeah i do the thing and there's someone else in an office upstairs that you might never even meet who's the person sitting there being like okay how the fuck are we gonna get money but you don't have to worry about that you just do the thing that you want to do and even that person's way less stressed out because their personal paycheck doesn't rely on it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. I will, uh, I'm going to, obviously I love being indie because I do it. Clearly. But I can take a, I can take a moment and articulate all the reasons why it would be really amazing to go work on Overwatch or something like that, right? I mean, I'm not going to do it because I love being indie. But, like, it's more than just... Um, the job security is amazing and that is good and mm. that feels good it feels normal to have you know a 401k and you get to have a life kids and white picket fence and all that shit. like there's a stability you need a certain amount of stability to move into different phases of your life yeah. right and and uh it's very difficult to do that when you're um you're it's difficult to find that kind of stability in the indie space so that is a reality but there's also just like when you know that no matter what you do each day, you have a paycheck, you have the freedom to explore more and to, like, if I want to take a week and just do some random shit, uh, my producer might get mad at me, but I know the line and I know I'm not going to get fired. And so I can explore more and have more more freedom and, and use that free time. Whereas if I'm one of six people on a project, um, I can't do that because... We the deadlines are so much tighter and the margins are so much smaller and literally I'm letting down you know the four people I sit next to who are relying on me so you do get you have less time to really experiment and mess around and really try to be the the very best also because you're in a when you're at a large studio working something like Overwatch you Mm. specialize more so you get to be the very best in the world at something very small and specific which is kind of cool also there's something fun about I, it's hard working with other people, but I, I enjoy it immensely. And I find that um, when you work together with a large group of people, no one person can go to the moon, right? Yeah. Like it takes a lot of people working at NASA to make you go to the moon. Human achievement, some of the the, ba- the games that really hit and are incredible, like Overwatch, are massive teams. And steering the being a part of something massive like that is incredible. And there's a reality that if you are... You could be the lowest of the low on the Overwatch team, but you can go to GDC or you can go out in the world. You can go to a a barbecue with a bunch of random people who are barely gamers and be like, I worked on Overwatch and they'll know what you mean. Whereas if you go to a barbecue and you're like, I worked on Into the Breach, even though this is a game that is fantastic, incredibly critically acclaimed, you know, well, well made goddamn game. Well done. Uh, The random people at a barbecue have never heard of it, Mm. you know, uh, you most of the people that go to GC have never heard of it. It's yeah. just the indie space is so small. I mean, there's something there. 
AAA is fun and it is a good time. I, I enjoy both for different reasons. I enjoy being indie and I enjoy being AAA, but they are just the perception, your perception of yourself, your perception of your peers, and the perception of you as a people in the industry respect indies a great deal, but like, yeah. I'm not going to go to the grocery store and have people mention the flame and the flood, right? Where it's like, you. if I'm at the bar, I can overhear people talking about Overwatch. Yeah. Like, your, I was at an your impact on the. And a dude tapped me on the shoulder while we were boarding. Because I had an Overwatch backpack, I was like, "Do you play that game?" I was like, "He was like a much older dude." And I was like, "Yeah, he's like, yeah, my son loves that game." And then we ended up talking yeah. about that game. So I know what you mean. See, you're part of the culture, like that. When you work on a game like that, you're part of the culture. Working on Bioshock Infinite, which in the AAA space was kind of like a weird niche indie version, like it's not Call of Duty. Yes, right? yeah, no, I know what you mean. But it was still big enough to kind of be part of, oh, to permeate and be part of the it. culture. Yeah, yeah, it was big. It was, you, for a period of time, you went places and there was things on walls that said, buy Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, man, I, uh, that, there will never be a studio like that. I, I am sad that studio shut down because it wasn't yeah. that big. Because, like, our studio was very, in the AAA space, very small, punched way above its weight. Uh, I... I'm proud of that team. God damn I right. I, I also think Every- older Ken Levine never gets... I know he does get credit, obviously. But I just always... Like, whenever you hear about... Like, because people are going about like, Hideo Kojima being like, he's an auteur. But Metal Gear Solid 4 wasn't very good. And I didn't like Metal Gear Solid 5 at all. But I really like Bioshock Infinite. And all the other Bioshocks. He did a damn good job. So I'm like, you guys fucking killed it on that shit. So, yeah. Please. I don't know. Also, I wanted to say how much Solid 5 I didn't think was that good. Controversial opinion of the day. Slam! (laughs) Just want to get your hot take in there for Twitter. Yeah, that's a hot take. Yeah, man. Get get that Twitter. Yeah, there's... Some people are better at at self-promotion than others. There's a side of that that's worth talking about, right? Like, I don't think... I Ken is a great designer, but I've never got the impression he was super comfortable on a stage or, you know, like... It's some people are way comfortable doing that, mm. right? Oh yeah. Um, no, and I there's get that. that runs the gambit in the industry, and I think, uh, in that I, yeah, I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it actually lets them get more work done, probably. It does, <laughs> and also, also, I don't know. Like you knew the name because they made when the first Bioshock came out. I knew that, that was the, probably the first time I heard of Ken Levine. And then you looked into it, and you're like, oh, System Shock, and all this other stuff. Oh, cool. So, yeah, yeah it, that was a whole thing. But, so we've been talking about... It was about... definitely... Oh, go it's ahead. also, he was part of a time when you promoted the product over you promoted yourself. Yes. Am I saying that? Uh, I mean, there was always, like, Sid Meier puts his name on all the boxes, and there was the very, well, this very was... early days of games. Yeah, this was kind of, again, when... this was just when indie was kicking in. Like, I fucking... I knew who Hideo Kojima was because he made a point of telling you who he was all the time. But, like, I didn't know who made, like... Like, Halo was one of my favorite games at the time. Mm. I I couldn't fucking tell you anyone that worked at Bungie on Halo. I just knew Bungie made it. I was like, Bungie made Halo. That's what I know. Microsoft published it and Bungie made it. That's what I know. Yeah, they have a culture about that that I think is really cool. Also, uh, Dave Brevik made... um, you know, Diablo, Diablo mm. 2. And he didn't put his name in the box. Yeah. But there's people like Sid Meier who put their name on the box. And neither one is bad or good. No. It's just how... It's just some people are more into self-promotion than others. And I I think in the 
there and you know they say right now in the especially for indie what you should do is be one of those people that does a lot of self-promotion and they say that but i would um and be constant on constantly on twitter and and on all these things and don't get me wrong i i do enjoy doing some of that stuff Mm. but i don't know if i agree with that sentiment because i don't think like the into the breach ftl guys were really these ever-present um yeah i agree on social media kind of people you know what i mean and you know the more because you know i've been an advocate for you doing that for quite a while but the more and more time goes on the more i actively realize how much work i've ever gotten that way and it probably amounts to like none (laughs) like I've, i've had plenty like from just social media and like internet like i've gotten work from being on the tv like that's definitely happened and mm-hmm. i've then gotten more work from people i've met that way and stuff like that but like from just social media and stuff like that the, the equals in pounds is probably nothing like i have got from that like i recently deleted linkedin because i was just like you know how much money i've ever made from linkedin versus how many emails i get on linkedin it's i've made no money from linkedin ever goodbye linkedin i'm sick of you so i deleted it wow and yeah that's that's actually the one thing that i won't delete because i do get like i get nothing hit up for meetings and things yeah, from there. yeah. nothing i've ever had from linkedin so i was just like fuck you linkedin i'm done i just get added all the time by people i have no idea who they are and i'm like yeah bye so i got rid of that but yeah like i don't know i don't i kind of agree like i think almost because you've got i guess maybe also because like i'm living in a world where i'm thinking about streamers and stuff more and more and i get more and more sick of seeing them like i'm just like fuck like i don't fucking care about you (laughs) oh my god this podcast is gonna take see when we started this podcast it there was a good solid year and a half of you convincing me to do more social media stuff i think we're gonna pivot and now we're gonna it's gonna be a year and a half of me convincing to do less of it for the sake of your sanity maybe like i've i have just i like this is where i went i saw a thing on the verge that was like here's how you delete your entire twitter history and i was like you know when you get that weird urge to just burn it down like that sort of like i'm just gonna delete everything and so i did that i was like i'm gonna just fucking delete the whole thing i've got forty thousand tweets on here going back nine years nobody needs to know that much about me i'm like i'm like gone so i deleted everything and then did you really yeah gone i got like 200 odd tweets up there now that i've done in the last like month and i unfollowed about 300 people because <laughs> it was making my life worse i was just like oh i can't like there's people that i would follow that i would be like they might give you work one day and that's when i had the pounds to annoyance ratio where i was like how much work has this person ever given you all right none unfollow <laughs> i don't want to listen to you anymore <laughs> so yeah i went for a whole purge on twitter and yeah uh, i don't think i'd follow people because i like want to grovel at them no it that wasn't because i wanted to grovel but like you would do the thing where you follow, like they'd follow you you follow them back or vice versa and then you'd be like okay well that's a connection like you'd be like that is some sort of a connection there to this person and they're seeing my name and i'm seeing their name and like stuff like that it keeps you in the in the yeah, consciousness I guess I but i was just like you know i don't give a fuck about <laughs> i have got so little work that way that i'm just like nah i'm done i'm good i don't need to hear your fucking bullshit opinions about politics like i'm out <laughs> like i'm not just muting you anymore if i'm muting you for this long i should have unfollowed you unfollow 
So yeah, I went I went hard on that. So yeah, nice. I'm kind of like like I still obviously I'm a creature of the internet and social media, but like I can now see a lot more where I'm like, oh, man, I think you I think making the killer game is maybe better unless you want to do talks. And turns out nobody pays <laughs> you to do talks. So no. <laughs> So like, okay, so we've talked about why you would like why going AAA would be good. Like you're like, oh, there's fuck loads of reasons. <laughs> so why why do you keep being indie? Like why? Because oh, it doesn't like from back. all of that, it's like other like what what is good about it? Like sounds like a lot of stress, Gwen Frey. Uh, uh okay. I mean why am I indie? Yeah. Why? I don't know, fucking hubris, man. I don't know. That's actually a really good question. I, know. I enjoy I like uh the obviously there's like I can wake up and work whenever I want or take off on Idle Tuesday and work mm-hmm. on a Saturday instead. Like there's the flexible hours, which is great. Um, there is, but you could probably get that in a triple A job. Like, so I've reached a, I reached a point in my career where I was like, um, I could go and I could be the lead tech animator, maybe lead tech artist somewhere, maybe even lead animator somewhere. Right. And some big triple A product. Uh, then what? I don't know. You just keep doing that. (laughs) After, after you hit that, what what do you do next? Like, what happens after that? Work on a bigger, better product, maybe? I could definitely see a world where I just do that, and I always hunt out the biggest, best products. But, I mean, I don't... You There's a craving to do something new, to have a new challenge, mm. you know? Like, part of the reason why I work on that indie game at home is because I can... Um, it's an opportunity to, to kind of put on... To pretend that I'm a programmer, pretend I'm a designer, do something different and new. And the appeal of just flexing a muscle you've never flexed before and do different things um whereas if i was at a large studio doing that i i would be stepping on people's toes for the most part mm-hmm. i'm not gonna go over and like <laughs> i i there are specialists that specialize in things yeah. and you don't go you know do you mind if i their... try this <laughs> like yeah no because like... it'll be worse than when i do it <laughs> like and you can try it at home and you and you can do stuff like that so that's part of it it's the the ability to to do so many different things, to try things, to constantly be challenged in new and exciting ways, which mm-hmm. is fun. I actually like the stress. I need a certain amount of stress in my life. Yeah. Otherwise, I get bored. Ah. So being indie kind of fits in that way. Um, I I like being... Ah, what is it? I don't know what it is about being indie that's fun, but it is just so much more fun. Uh, let me think of other things. There's the it's why do people gamble? Why do people take risks? Some people are just wired that way. Mm. I like the idea that I could that that at work we could make something in like literally at work I work in a basement too. But like four people in a basement could make something uh incredible and get on stage and be like the four of us made this thing and that it could hit. We made Minecraft like that kind of thing. Yeah, and I mean, it's as much as it's cool to be, you know, recognized for your work at a barbecue. Yeah. uh, I would rather be the team that made Into the Breach than be, you know, the junior, even the lead animator on Overwatch. What else can I say? Uh, Being indie is, man, I've just done it so long. I don't, not that I've done it so long. I can't go back. 
Like yeah. I've seen the other side. I know the business side of things. And now if I went back to AAA, I honestly don't believe I could put that out of my mind. Why not? I honestly don't believe. Well, because I know. Like I know what I know now. I know where before I would work. When I was working on Bioshock Infinite, I wasn't concerned about where we fit in the marketplace. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't concerned about our marketing strategy. I wasn't concerned about... Um, I wasn't thinking about how the the ROI of the game, about how much everybody's salary is worth, about when I went to a meeting and we fucked around, like, tw- the 12 leads are in a room, like, hanging out for an hour. I wasn't thinking, well, our combined salaries are, like... <laughs> this an is hourly costing sal- this much, guys. This hour Let's make costs it worth exactly it. this much. <laughs> I... Looking now, knowing what I know now, going back to AAA, the sheer amount of waste would drive me insane, I think. Mm. Uh, just, uh, we, there was a, an oops, and we commissioned a song to be composed and made that we actually didn't want in the game. And so that was like, I don't know, 30 grand. <laughs> that's just gone. Whoops. We're not getting that back. Like we're, oh, well. In the indie space, that's a fucking budget. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, just the, that's stuff. Um, I don't think I can unknow that. Like, once you know that and you can think in that way, it's hard to go back to not thinking in that way and just, you know, like, I'm going to rig an animated octopus for a week because I'm bored. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's that side of it, I think. So is it mostly just the freedom of it? Like, is that the yeah. appeal? I mean, it, I could, yeah. Like, I have so much freedom. I mean, I. I own the last like I own my company. I don't know how to you if that doesn't intrinsically appeal to you, I don't understand you. Like mm. if, to be able to own your own company to uh be your own boss is a reward in itself. And it's worth the stress, absolutely. There you go. <laughs> maybe until maybe we fail and we run out of money and then I'm like this stress is not worth it because I am I'm done. Yeah, like that's possible. Is that that? I like because what's like because when you were talking about working like in a kind of bigger place, I was like, oh, do you scale up? Do you move on and start somewhere else with more people? Like, and how does well a big thing in the, a conversation in the industry right now is doing stuff like what Clay is doing, yeah, becoming a multi-project studio, diversifying your risk by doing many games at the same time. That's one thing you can do, um, or working on many different products or things at the same time. Uh, just in general, scaling up your team slightly and moving away from the uh, the one, two-person kind of style teams. Because the reality is, if you're a one-person team, you're competing with everybody else that can be a one-person team, yeah. which is everybody, which is everybody right? <laughs> yeah. Whereas if you, if you have the resources to be slightly bigger than that, then you can compete with other people that have those resources, which is a smaller number of people. Um, so there's something to be said for that. That that's definitely a path I think a lot of studios roughly around my size are doing right now. Yeah. Is scaling up to being like multi-project studios, about 10 people, something along the lines of Clay or Spry Fox or something like that. This has just been another therapy session. Thank you for being my therapist, Chris Light. Shit, man. A problem. As soon as you started talking about it, I was like, I know, I can try and win this back round in a way where she at least turns vaguely happy, where I'm like, but why do you actually like it, Gwen? Remember? <laughs> you remember why? There's a reason, right? No, I love I love being indie. I don't think I could ever go back. I, I mean, just like yeah. I love it. I love it too much. It's it's fun. It's really it's really really good to do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> like as shitty as not having a lot of money is and as shitty as like 
having like because it's like well where's the security or whatever but at the same time for at least right now in where i think our lives are like being able to be like fuck it i'll do nothing today because <laughs> i don't have yeah. to specifically right now it's like that's pretty good yeah i mean there's people that prefer routine and i've definitely had times in my life when i prefer a routine yeah uh, and you do get more done when you have a routine oh, yeah. like these are all facts mm-hmm. uh you only get one go around gwen so you might as well generally strive to be happy as much as you can generally try and be happy would, <laughs> would be a solid bit of advice and like whatever <laughs> is facilitating a baseline fineness should hopefully be the goal even if you have to go through some shit to get to it hell yeah man hey thanks for chatting with me chris light no problem gwen frey anytime all right this has been gwen frey and chris light and you've been in the dialogue box